0: It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. It is great to be with you. By the way, you can live stream us, LarryKudlowShow.com. LarryKudlowShow.com on the internet, throughout the country, around the world, throughout the solar system, and uh, Fox Business News, Monday through Friday, the name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. Where you will see on a constant basis Mr. Charlie Hurt, the Washington Times opinion editor and a Fox News contributor, whose wife forced him to shave off his goatee after his Alaskan trip. (laughs) I don't know, Charlie. He looked okay. It's okay by me. So, Charlie, thank you. No, go ahead. I told my wife
1: that you had uh, that you had agreed with her and urged me to shave it off, and so uh, she was already your biggest fan, but she's an even bigger fan now. Uh,
0: I don't know. The thing was kind of growing on me, though, actually. Uh, but uh, uh, but it was
1: really growing on me. <laughs>
0: yeah. but you know, when our wives lay the law down, that's it.
1: So, Charlie, I w- a happy marriage and a happy life. You yeah. Just say yes, ma'am.
0: You're right. Honeydew. Yep. That's it. Honeydew. Yes. Honeydew this. Honeydew that. And we do it. Um, so I want to talk to you about the political races and I want to talk to you about uh, Biden and Janet Yellen's economic <laughs> victory tour. But, Charlie, can we just to spend a minute or two on uh, Queen Elizabeth's passing and uh, King Charles III? Um I, I didn't cover it yesterday at all on the TV. I did Thursday. When the news broke Thursday afternoon, I got uh, my pal Woody Johnson, who was our ambassador to Britain, according to St. James. He's a dear friend of mine. I don't know if you know Woody. He's a wonderful person. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was a great segment because he had a lot of personal stuff. I only met her once. And then Mediate attacked me <laughs> for not covering it yesterday. But I covered it when the news broke on Thursday. But anyway um, – Everybody's talking about it. I'm looking. I'm in the studio here, and I see Fox and MSNBC and CNN. They're all covering it. Blah blah blah. What 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 do you make of this? Because let me just add one thing. I I happen to think that Queen Elizabeth was a remarkable person and a great public servant and a great monarch, and she held uh, Britain together many times. Um, She also stubbed her toe on a number of things, Um, but the real story there. Once the pomp and circumstance of the funeral is over, is Liz Truss, the new prime minister, who is a self-described Thatcherite, wants to cut taxes and turn fossil fuels back on? I mean, Boris Johnson made a terrible hash of it, and the British economy is completely in the tank. Anyway, that's my opening. What, what do you make of this story?
1: Well, I guess for starters, uh, for those of us who are not uh, monarch- monarchists, to begin with, um, and I count myself among them, mm. um, it, you know, if there's ever a, a great case for a monarchy, uh, it was uh, Queen Elizabeth. Mm. Uh, she was a, a great person. Uh, and, and, you know, in, in a world in which it seems like nobody, especially in politics, nobody um, <laughs> is driven. Very few people are driven by selfless. Duty and sacrifice. Uh, you know, politics is filled with people who are uh, apparently trying to uh, you know, line their own nests. Um, I, I she, you know, she's a she's a tremendous figure in that regard, and so I, I, I do have a lot of respect for, for her and uh, and what she stood for. But obviously, the you know she you know there are limits to all of that, and and very important limits. And, you know, and, and whether or not uh, King Charles is going to act on some of his crazier environmental stuff or not right. will be interesting to see. But, you know, the reason that we that, that you and I uh, like the idea of listening to voters is because voters are actually pretty smart people. Mm-hmm. And they like the fact they like the idea of energy independence. They like the idea of. Of a clean environment, they love a clean environment. Um, they love, you know, the, the the foundation of conservatism is that that is that you conserve, um, and and voters on both sides of the aisle like that stuff. And but if you're going to chase some fairy tale that doesn't even exist, uh, and and in the in the process destroy uh, people's ability to make a living and get to work, and drive their children to school, and uh, operate freely, then you, you're gonna be punished by, by voters. And I think that's a tremendously good thing. And I think we're seeing that, you know, and, and when you have politicians who get elected by telling people, you know, pushing, quote unquote, zero emission vehicles on people without being honest about the fact that there is no such thing, as a zero emission vehicle. They all, you know, whether whether they're, they got to be charged somewhere and, you know, whether they're emitting it out of tailpipe or emitting it uh, out of a smokestack when they're charging the vehicle, uh, it's a lie. And a lot of p- politicians are sort of pursuing it. Um, so uh, so I, 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 my, my hat's off to Queen Elizabeth. I think she's a uh, been a tremendous figure and obviously the, the sort of that breadth of history where she has served has has been a fascinating history. And, and to think of, a, you know, to be in her 20s, how many 20-year-olds, 23-year-olds or whatever she was, um, do you know of, <laughs> have the selflessness and poise at 23 to take over a country that is emerging from a war that no sensible person would have imagined they would have ever emerged from, and uh, and then and then reigned for seventy years um, after that. It's 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 a pretty extraordinary moment in time.
0: I agree. I think that's a key point. Um, I thought her earliest days were were frankly her best days. I mean, it's she gave these speeches about service and. Um, identified with the working folks who were serving in World War II. I mean, she herself was in this, uh, whatever it's called, National Auxiliary. She was a mechanic and a driver, and she pitched in, and she gave another good speech where she uh, kind of spoke to the young people uh, throughout Britain and, and the Commonwealth, and I thought she did a pretty good job um, trying to make peace in the Commonwealth. I never understood. I mean, her family, the family itself is so screwed up in so many ways. Uh, but the, your bigger point, though, is Charles got to keep his yap shut because he was a left. <laughs> I mean, really, he was a left. Uh, you, listen, you know, I have met him several times, spoke to him several times. Very nice person. He's an intelligent guy. Um but, he, you know, he was a far-left climate guy, and he's not running the government. And by the by, Charlie, Liz Truss, the new prime minister, the first thing she did was remove the ban on fracking, a complete reversal of her predecessor um, who had wrecked their economy with all this climate stuff. I mean, she basically turned on Boris Johnson first thing very first yeah. thing she did ended the again, ban on fracking which is and, and, and brilliant
1: underscoring the importance of having people in politics who are actually listening to their voters mm. and listening to their needs and uh, and again it's that extra and this is you know to take it back to the United States this is what was so extraordinary about president trump is that you had a politician, and I would argue, certainly the first politician since Ronald Reagan, who listened to the wisdom of the American people mm. and, and 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 understood what it was that they, the, the just their common sense values and what they want after. Our, you know, and I, you know, I think both parties, certainly Democrats, far more so than Republicans, but both parties had long abandoned those common sense voters mm. who want common sense solutions. And Donald Trump came along and just said, "Oh, a border, yeah, we want a border. Oh, uh, you know, gas prices, energy, we want energy independence." Um, you know. Uh, oh, judges? Yeah, we want judges who adhere to the Constitution. It's really not that complicated. And politicians in both parties, again, mainly Democrats, but, but Republicans kind of got cowed into it and went along with it, especially on the judges thing, which is the mm. most amazing thing, because if you think about it, the idea of putting judges on the bench who don't believe that the Constitution says what the Constitution says mm. is kind of a mind-blowing concept. Um, but, but Republicans got beaten into it, into to, to sort of going along with Democrats on all that stuff. And so, you know, that having that figure and, and you and I have talked about this, having that figure, a guy like Donald Trump, who not only is listening to the American people and understanding the common sense virtues of those people, but then has the incredible guts to act on it because That's not an easy thing to do in the parlors of Washington Mm. to go in there and say, you all are all wrong. You're all crazy. You're all destroying the country. We're going to have a border. We're going to build a wall in order to ensure that we have that border. That's a pretty shocking thing. It's a hard thing. Fuck somebody who's got the guts to do that. And, and certainly in my lifetime, as an adult covering politics, Donald Trump is the only politician who's ever come along and done that. And, and, and I hope Liz Truss has the, the guts to, to do all that. You know more about this obviously than I do, but you know, when I hear her talking about price controls for energy,
0: no, that's I not just, good. Start, that's a bad one, but she wants to, she does want to cut the payroll tax. She is canceling a corporate income tax hike. That Boris Johnson stupidly put into place, and she's uh, rolled back the uh, anti-fracking uh, stuff. But but you're right about the price controls. That's uh, not a good idea. But I basically agree with you. You know, look at in my time, Charlie uh, Reagan was the same way a- as Trump. Reagan went against the grain on almost everything. Reagan, be- <laughs> you know, Reagan believed in the you know so-called common man, the working folks, the blue-collar guy. Reagan himself was raised that way, um, you know. He was uh, it was a different time. Uh, he had a self-effacing sense of humor and so forth. He had a different style than than my former boss, Donald Trump. But you know, I I I worked for two guys who basically wanted to overturn the establishment. That's what you're saying. And listen to the voters. That's a very important f- uh, point, uh, Charlie. Listen to the voters. I mean, they're the ones. Yeah.
1: I, I, my favorite thing about all of these remembrances, uh, other than the, the sort of historic remembrances of the Queen, uh, especially in her early years, um, it, are the interactions that we get to see replayed on TV now <laughs> between her and Ronald Reagan. And whether she's uh, uh, here in the United States visiting him in California or he is visiting her in London and they're you know riding horses around wherever – Buckingham Power, I don't know where they were, but those images and those clips of them uh, being their marvelous, wonderful, funny, uh, self-deprecating selves, mm. uh, I, I, I could just, I could spend hours.
0: Very cool. Just watching watching that. that. I know. Very, very cool. And by the way, they were both very well dressed. <laughs> you know they they looked like you want them to look like all right i mean i kind of like that too all right charlie we got to take a break on the other side of the break i want to talk with you uh, about these uh, senate races uh charlie christ versus mitch mcconnell why we should never listen to the mainstream media folks we got charlie hurt of the washington times and fox news he's the best political columnist in the country for my money i'm Kudlow. we'll be right back This is The Larry Kudlow Show. Now back to The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. I'm here with Charlie Hurt, Washington Times opinion editor, Fox News contributor. Uh, Charlie, so I've um, interviewed on the TV uh, Blake Masters of Arizona, Herschel Walker of Georgia. Actually, I interviewed Herschel, I guess, Thursday night or maybe it was last night. Uh, Adam Laxalt of Nevada, J.D. Vance of Ohio, and Tiffany Smiley of Washington, and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Uh, I haven't yet interviewed Mehmet Oz, but I know him. Uh, I, I mean, I think they're all pretty good, and I think the polling numbers are very close. You know, some slight pluses, some slight minuses, and for the life of me, I do not understand why. Mitch McConnell is so bearish on this story.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I, I c- got to tell you, I kind of had a big smile when I saw um, Rick Scott of Florida, the head of the campaign committee, Senator Scott, blast McConnell. So what's going on here?
1: Yeah, it, it, If, in, in fact, these races uh, in the Senate turn out, to be as good for Republicans as, as my hunches and it sounds like your hunches, mm-hmm. then Mitch McConnell has a lot to answer for because you know, I, I get the idea that, Mitch, that, that, that the Republican leader, you know, and this is a typical Washington game where the leader of a, in a, in a, of a party in, a, in one of the chambers tries to play a conservative game and sort of lower expectations to make it easier to exceed expectations and to, to do well. But at some point, it becomes destructive and delusional mm. when you talk them down the way uh, Mitch McConnell has seemed to talk down Republicans. There was a poll, uh, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, um, it, by Trafalgar, which, mm. of course, you know, people, if you go back over the past couple of elections in these very turbulent political times, Trafalgar has been. Uh, pretty dead on, on far more so than the other major pollers, pollsters. Uh, but they, they had Patty Murray up in Washington State by four points. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is a four-point race in the state of Washington, which is as blue as they come. Then then there's no reason to be bearish about that. Mm. If If Patty Murray is up by four points in Washington, then... That then and this is assuming, you know, accepting the fact that the Republican, the map in the Senate for Republicans this year is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's the worst map they'll they ever they, they ever face. But if, if it's a four point race in Washington, then a state like Pennsylvania, which Republicans in past years have no business really playing in, that's going to be a hold. Ohio, I think, is a hold anyway. They're going to win Georgia. And then suddenly New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada are all going to be pickups for Republicans. Wisconsin will be a, a comfortable hold. We're going to start – we'll be talking about races like New Hampshire. And and if you're getting into stuff like that, then you're talking about a massive, massive tidal wave mm-hmm. in the Senate for Republicans. And the idea that Mitch McConnell isn't out there – talking about the the three issues that he should be talking about every single day in the most visceral terms as viscerally as voters care about those issues um then then republicans have a serious serious question to ask themselves about whether or not he is worthy to run them to be be their leader in the senate
0: (coughs) listen joe o'day republican in colorado (coughs) is closing in on michael bennett that's plus five plus five that that's a horse race and by the way your point about washington i mean you know patty murray uh patty murray would have felt very comfortable as the head of the soviet council you know in one (laughs) of the in one of the saint petersburg suburbs uh during uh during the soviet union i mean and and in pennsylvania this guy john fetterman i mean he's a crazy person he's just crazy he's nuts Lunatic, Uh, lunatic. lunatic. Uh, You know what else, uh, Charlie? I want to go back to Herschel Walker for a second, because people were telling me he's, he's not good. He's not fluent. He's not a good communicator. So I interviewed him. He was terrific and message driven and spoke beautifully, Charlie. I mean, he really I don't know Herschel Walker, and he just did a fabulous job on the TV show. And I'm looking at this guy. And by the way, beat the hell out of this Raphael Warnock, who was a far left, you know, one of these far left ministers uh, who votes the Biden line every time. I mean, so that's just another example. So you think, so if all these guys win, uh, maybe Rick Scott uh, runs against Mitch for majority leader? Is that possible?
1: Oh, I think without a doubt, I think anybody who is, You know, I think, you know, the the thing about Mitch McConnell is that he is, um, he is regarded as a brilliant tactician. And quite frankly, over the years, he has been a very strong tactician. He is, you know, nobody knows the inner workings of the Senate better than he Mm -hmm. does. But he has gotten schooled pretty badly in the past by Democrats Mm -hmm. at a time when he has two more Republicans. There are two more Republicans in the chamber than there are Democrats. The only way Democrats hold a majority in the Senate is that you have a socialist and an independent who take their lunches with Democrats at their Tuesday lunches. That's the only power. And then you have the vice president casting a tiebreaker vote. You know, obviously he doesn't run the chamber, but he ought to be doing better in the chamber with those kind of numbers.
0: Charlie Hurt. Terrific stuff. Best political columnist in the country, Charlie. We'll talk soon on the TV show. Folks, we're going to take a a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk to John Carney of Breitbart News Economics and Finance. Get a little update on all that stuff. I'm Kudlow. I think the GOP is going to do very well come November. The cavalry is coming. The cavalry is coming.